Looks like we're live. Uh, and someone correct me if I'm wrong, but we are live. Uh, who am I? Uh, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. This is the Keeg Live, uh, where we talk about a different geek topic every single week. Uh, this week is science fiction movies. Uh, but once again, I can't do this alone uh, in my uh, parents' basement. Uh, I'm, I'm not in my parents' basement, but, you know, it's almost like I am. Uh, but I can't do it alone. That's why I've brought two amazing guests with me today. Uh, first guest up, we got uh, Dino Battaglia, uh, actor, uh, character, personality, uh, podcaster. I mean, you're all you're all sorts of things, right, Dino? Yeah, I'm kind of I I, I kind of do everything I can. Um, uh, I don't know. I guess I get bored. Yeah, you're <laughs> all over the place, man. I like it. Yeah, I, I um. I started getting a lot more involved in things during quarantine, and then I started working, and now my balance is all off, so I'm just doing way too many things and not sleeping. So that's great. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, I was going to say I've been there, but I am there. So uh, we're, all, <laughs> we're all on that same island together, uh, but separate. Uh, and it sucks. But, exactly. Uh, I don't know. We're all doing the best we can. Um, uh, to the right of Dino... Uh, we got a uh, co-producer of the Keeg, uh, improviser, um, I don't know what else, Men in Black, Man in Black. Uh, we got Paul Lau. Hey, hi. Uh, That's all you need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have decided to uh, quarantine yourself out in the, in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. um, That's right. Yep. Paul, Paul lives in the forest now. Because um, he wants to stay away from government, uh, you know, overreach <laughs> and surveillance. There's 5G towers. This is the only tower I need. Yeah, good. Yeah. The only tower I need is the tower of my spirit. Uh, I, I don't know what that. I don't All right, know I'm going to go. Doing. See you guys later. Yeah. Okay, bye. Um, <laughs> bye. <laughs> this is a super spiritual <laughs> podcast. Um, we're here to talk yes. about uh, energy crystals. Um which may pop up in science fiction movies. I don't know. I'm trying to think of which mm -hmm. science fiction movies have energy crystals. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'm thinking about Power Rangers, Zeo. Power Rangers Zeo has energy crystals. Zeo Zordon crystals. was made of crystals. Or put his, well, his containment place was made of crystals, right? That contained yeah. his essence. Um, well, science fiction is such a huge genre, such a huge mm -hmm. genre. And we're here to talk about it all, right? Um, and, you know, will we get into the nitty gritty? Yes. Will we miss certain things uh, by going over other certain things? Yes. But uh, we're going to try to do the best that we can uh, in the time that we can with the guests that we can. Um, science fiction movies are huge. Uh Obviously, everybody has seen some sort of science fiction movie. Some people don't like them, but have seen some. Some people uh, do like them and have seen all of them. And uh, uh, there's so much to it. There's so many subgenres and whatnot. Um, I, I guess, uh, what does science fiction mean to you? Uh, Dino, we'll start with you. Science fiction... Um... I mean, it's it's for me. It's just any work of fiction that um, where science is the main support for the story, 
um, regardless of how fantastical it might be, uh, where um, like the 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 main focus is something that has to do with science or something that is supported by science. Uh, like we mentioned, like movies like Gravity, for example, which we'll go into later. But um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the it's very broad. It's one of those one of those genres that's so broad um, that you can make an argument for many different movies being science fiction. So I, it's hard for me to really pin it down. But yeah, um, I think for some reason it has to have some sort of focus on the science, though. Yeah, uh, mm. I definitely agree. Um, and trust me, we will. There, I mean, there will be things that we argue are science fiction versus not. I'm sure, you know. Um, and so, uh, Paul, uh, do you have anything to add about that science fiction uh, definition that Dino got? I think if your intention is to have like a science-based or a thought experiment based in like a dystopia, even though there might not be like advancements in it, it's still considered science fiction because of the fiction part and then the idea of the technology of um, societal norms or some weird stuff like the purge it's just like it's a just weird like... concept oh boy what was, was that? that i don't know what happened it was, it was the government listening okay in. damn it foil hats everyone yeah uh and then i don't know i he made me think about this but um unintentional science fiction is like cbs writers on like ncis oh where they yeah think hack it, we're hacking if you put two people on the same keyboard they can hack faster. You know? <laughs> and you're like, but that's not how that works. But that's how you would explain it to old people. And it's fiction. So right. it's unintentional science fiction. Right. Or like <laughs> when they think that ha like hacking means like you get like a digital <laughs> avatar to surf the binary codes. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like. Hackers. Yeah. Well, I remember um, CSI New York. CSI New York had like futuristic tech that they would use mm -hmm. to scan bodies. They had hologram projectors in CSI <laughs> New York. And it was like, are you, are you trying? I don't, do you want to be science fiction? And then yeah. they would like, you know what I mean? I, I think mm -hmm. that like a big thing in science fiction is like, if this exists, then what? Like, you know what I mean? There's a cause and effect. So like if these hol if these police have hologram projectors to map a human body and to literally see the line that a bullet shot through, like can't you mm. use those hologram projectors to do other things? And is that like a consumer product that you can buy? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but like, <laughs> uh, oh, you had something, Dino? No, I was laughing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, with, with science fiction, like there's, there's like, that's why there's like subgenres, right? So like mm -hmm. when people say they like science fiction, oh, I mean, it can mean anything like, like let's rattle off, let's just rattle off a bunch of science fiction movies. Um, so no, oh, Jesus. let's go in a, let's, let's just do like a circle. Uh, let's go me, Dino, Paul, me, Dino, Paul, so on and so forth. Cool. Uh, like Jurassic okay. Park is like a big one for me. Yeah. Okay. We mentioned Back to the Future earlier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, Pacific Rim. I guess it's my turn. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything with robots. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then, like, uh, uh, I, I just watched The Island mm -hmm. the other day. About <laughs> oh, Michael Bay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Bay cloning. Okay. Reused footage in Transformers from yeah. The Island. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Do they? Hey. 
yeah, there's a chase scene in a truck, and he digitally removed uh, Ewan McGregor on a hover bike, and then just made him Transformers. Oh, pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, reduce, um, reuse, recycle. I mean, Transformers is another one too. So, like, yeah. I'll say that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what, what? are we still going? I, I, yeah. I mean, I guess not. I mean, it, it's just it's it's so slow. It's like not because we're thinking, but just because of the way this tech is working. Um, yeah. But like, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, just rattling off a, a bunch. Like, people have talked about, you know, um, two thousand one, a space odyssey. It, it was, it, you know, it was a big science yeah. fiction movie. Back in the day, uh, uh, you know, uh, but you you were naming Metropolis. a couple off that like because you took a class, right? I mean, I took a class and I barely remember a lot of the stuff. But Dino, you you said you took a history of motion picture class as well. Yeah, it was just a, a just a you know entry level movie history class where you kind of went through from beginnings of of filmmaking to oh gosh. Um, I think we stopped like early 2000s is what we got to. Um, and then like the next class would go into more depth. But uh, um, we didn't like go like too into things, but we talked about like earlier films like Metropolis um, who, that uh, talked about science fiction like really early on in the 20s and 30s. Um, I'm sorry, not 20s and 30s, like way before that, a little oh. before that. But um, I think it's, I think it was like early 1920s. Shoot. I forget already. Anyways. Um, but, uh, that, uh, things like that. And also like one of the first films, which was, I think, was it Moliere, Moliere, the, um, man on the moon or, um, oh, yeah, with, yeah. you I know, like that. the rocket shooting up to the moon and like getting yep. stuck in the guy's eye. Yeah. Um, they used, they used the footage and they, they made fun of it or they, they made an homage to it. I think was it Moulin Rouge. Oh, I think where they show like a bullet, like hitting the, 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 the moon. Um, but yeah, like this guy literally gets shot in a cannon and a giant bullet up to the moon and like gets stuck into the moon and that's how he lands. There's like wizards on the moon and all this weird stuff and he goes oh. back. It's ridiculous, but, um, it was, you know, one of those early films where things were weird, but it was like for the, the time they had like big sets, they had yeah. practical effects and everything and, mm -hmm. um, they, the editing and stuff like that, people would disappear in puffs of smoke and stuff and, mm. Um, so it was big for its time, um, and definitely talking about things that they had no idea was gonna actually happen necessarily yeah. in the future. But um, yeah, there was a, there's a lot of them. Like science fiction has, all, you know, humans have always looked to things they didn't understand and tried to explain them using what they do. Like they didn't know what rockets were; they would never be able to build, like, show us on a film what a rocket was. Yeah. Uh, back in the, you know, at that time. So they did what made sense. Yeah, shooting a bullet to the moon. That's obviously how they're going to get to the moon in the future. You know? Yeah. A manned rocket propelled thing. Because I think they had fireworks. So. Yeah, they did. Yeah. It was just, they only had um, propeller planes, I think. Right? Yeah. They didn't have a rocket the size that, that, that would uh, be able to get itself to the moon kind of thing. Well, I mean, obviously. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, and, I just meant like a manned. Uh, yeah. Yeah, something manned. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's interesting you say like uh, phenomenon that they didn't understand because I feel like that's why horror gets lumped into sci-fi. So like annihilation, uh, mm -hmm. where weird stuff's happening on this like strange bubble and uh, DNA yeah. is merging, 
And then uh, Stranger Than Fiction, is that sci-fi? Because it is like a weird thing happening to Will Ferrell. I think and, that's fantasy. Uh, is it fantasy? Because they, they don't focus on anything scientific necessarily. It okay. is something that maybe you could argue is a scientific, like could, is something that could happen. Like if you go to like string theory and all this stuff, you know, random things like. Yeah. Maybe you can make an argument for it, like in pandimensional science or whatever, but. Um, because I don't, the, yeah, the focus doesn't go in that yeah, direction. But yeah, not, that, I don't think it's, it's not supported by science in the film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas those horror movies, they talk about, you know, that science. Like um, a great example that I tell people that um, uh, Cabin in the Woods, oh, yeah. for me, it's not a horror movie. It's a sci-fi thriller. Uh, it's a comedy to me, but... <laughs> it is a comedy. It's a comedy thriller, but it's still a yeah. thriller. Wildly um, meta. Yeah, because it's it has it's less to do about the, the horror behind it and more about, like, they're using all this technology to right. um, create this scenario of... I don't want to... The spoiler alarm alert for anybody yeah. who hasn't seen Cabin in the Woods, but it's been, it's been a long time, so yeah, you better yeah. have. Um, it's, uh, yeah, because it's all about the... Like they're using this technology and science to create these these situations where they can sacrifice these people to the gods. So while it is talking about the gods, there's it's all ba they like use um, like all these horror things are being supported by science. Like they're they're using these this technology in order to make them feel this way, you know, in order to create the the jock and the the nerd and all this stuff. They're using chemicals to make them feel certain ways and be certain way, you know. Oh, yeah. that's true. And yeah, then it's, it's all for ritual. Exactly, so that, which is the fantasy part of it. So, like the sci yeah. the sci fi fantasy thriller, you know, it's like it's it's got a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Event Horizon. Uh, mm. I feel like that is a very. It felt like science, and then once Sam Neill is possessed by that goo, oh, okay, it gets. Yeah, yeah. Super, I haven't like, seen it in so long. I, I haven't it, seen it. So. I haven't seen it, but I uh, okay. So I don't do horror. Okay, so just know that. It's but scary. like, uh, I don't, I don't do horror. But some because I like to know what things are about. I look up Wikipedia entries or like watch um, like Cinema Sins, like on Cabin in the Woods. Uh, like, I can't do that. I can't do jump scares. I can't do that stuff. So uh, I've watched like then like kind of deconstruct it. So, like, I know Cabin in the Woods, Event Horizon, I read the Wikipedia entry, and it's just, like, that's that's as much as I can do, you know? Oh, that's too bad. It's, like, really good filmmaking, from yeah. what I remember. Oh, yeah, I need to watch so. it again. Shoot. Yeah. Uh, Moon? Moon yeah. was so good. Moon's so much more superior than Oblivion to me. I didn't even see Oblivion. I saw Oblivion because it was an IMAX movie. Yeah. I didn't even know it was going to be a ripoff, and... <laughs> What it's, what are okay? What what are the two? Explain to me, because I have Sam seen... Rockwell. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Sam, Sam Rockwell's in Rockwell, Moon. On Moon, and uh, he's working. He wakes up. You see a day in his life, and uh, he's mining like ore or whatever. And mm -hmm. then um, on the on the moon, on the moon, and then it's a futuristic you... time where like there's yeah. a, a certain resource that we have been getting from the moon, and the, they've automated the entire process so that you only need one man to be up there at a time. And the 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 way one person to be up there at a time, and they do it. Yeah. They do like shifts of two to three years, and then they're supposed to be the new person supposed to come in, take their place, and they go back home. Oh god! But he's but. getting cloned, and they're killing, and the uh, he dies basically. And yeah. One of the clones manages to find out. 
And then now you have this big reveal. Oh, and there's like pictures of his wife and his daughter. And then mm-hmm. it's revealed later that they've been dead for like hundreds of years. Oh, yeah. You know, that the real the real version of him left and came home and they've been using clones this whole time. Um, so it's like, it, yeah, he, he it's a big thing with like existentialism and everything. And yeah. um, Kevin Spacey plays a robot. It's pretty cool. I yeah. wish I saw that. I wish I saw Sorry. that movie. <laughs> yeah. It just... It's not really a horror. It's a little bit of a thriller. Yeah. Um, it's more of a it's more of a psychological thing. Yeah. Where, you know, like dealing with stuff like that. But yeah. I can do it it's... if there's no jump scares. I think jump scares are like the big thing for me. I oh yeah. It's... There may be like a couple, but it's not for that. That's okay. not why it's there, you know. Well, yeah. It's yeah, more it's to make a... you think. It's a good it's a good movie, so they're not cheap right. with their stuff. <laughs> you know, like Hey, Cabin in the Woods is a good movie. <laughs> no, but I but they're they're meta about it. You know yeah, that they have true. the ability to make a good product. Yeah. So everything they do is on purpose. And I tell that to people that are like, Oh, I'll just be a bad rapper. And it's like, only if we know you can kind of do a real rap. Otherwise well, it's just sad. Well it's like T Pain. Uh well it's like T Pain. T Pain can really sing. He just chooses to do autotune. <laughs> yeah 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 you know that's it's true. true yeah um, uh you guys bring up a, a a thing like where's that line between science fiction and fantasy you know what i mean mm-hmm. like like uh a lot of the stuff right we're from? talking about is like a lot of things can be merged and like what's interesting is like s- the superhero genre right which i don't consider a genre i don't think superheroes is a genre uh that's me personally like People used to think of superheroes as a genre, but it's not. But, like, movies that have superheroes are science fiction fantasy, right? Like, they're both. Because it's, like, mm. you you have the Flash, who's, like, super uh, science-based, but he still runs using the Speed Force, which is, like, this supernatural, fantastical energy source, right? Yeah, there's a and, god that can take your Speed Force. Like, right. Sorry, yeah. go on. No, exactly. I think, well, so, so, like, what's the, what's the line? Like, are the, like, I don't know, Dina. Um, so I don't think you have to categorize all superhero movies as sci-fi fantasy because I don't think all of them are. Um, like I would not like like Captain America could be considered a sci-fi, a science fiction, uh, fa- uh, fi- a science fiction also because it was science that made him the way he was. It wasn't. Right. Yes, it's science we don't understand. That's not necessarily real all the time yeah. it's like it's like you know it's like a human human growth hormone on like crack like right. um but it's it's that's what gave him his power that's what supports that part of the story but the, the most of it isn't really science fiction you know it, it's it's You're less right. about the science after that moment uh whereas like things like the flash especially like in the show version of it Science comes back a lot, and it's science that we don't necessarily – that's not exactly real. Like, yeah, the, the, the speed force isn't a real thing, but in that universe, that is science. So yeah. in a way, The Flash is more science fiction than a lot of other um, – a, a lot of other superheroes. Like Batman, I would also consider can be partly science fiction because they, they use a lot of tech to, to, to get him where he needs to be, you know? There is the mystical side of things as well, but right. – um, but you know, a lot of comic book characters will play that line between uh, being based on some kind of scientific fact uh, or or scientific future versus mysticism and magic. You know, right? 
Uh, and I mean, keep in mind when like we're talking about like um, like comic books, uh, all these comic book characters have been around for for decades, right? So they've all right. gone through different genres. Like there's different there's different Batman stories that are horror based. Uh, there's different uh, Superman, mm-hmm. like Superman's can be horror based uh, depending on like like his villains. Uh, you know, they've had uh, you know mm-hmm. romance. Uh, you know, uh, as a genre <laughs> in like a lot of these superhero comics, and like they they've yeah. you know, uh, you just kind of pick and choose like what you want. Like it, like I can definitely see like a Batman movie that's a horror like a horror movie. You know. I could definitely see that, but I think the Nolan the Nolan ones were the closest it's been so uh, I think to a, to a, like a thriller, a horror thriller. Batman really? versus Alien, the fan film. Oh yeah, Batman versus Alien. <laughs> yeah, that was so that it yeah. was really well done. It was. Uh, yeah, I remember. It. Um, I... you you look confused. Who me? Yeah, when I said Batman was the newest, like the Nolan Batmans were closer closer to horror than anything else. Oh, yeah. Horror uh, thriller. I, I, like I don't see the horror. Crime thriller is what I see. The only thing horror was like Scarecrow, but it wasn't really like. Yeah, that's. It was flat. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't meant to yeah, scare yeah. the audience. Uh, it was meant to scare Batman. You know. Right, and that's why I mean, like it's the closest it's been to horror yeah. that we've seen um, in. Uh, um. Oh Movies. my God. Um. In yeah, visually, you know, I don't. I, think, I haven't read a lot of comic books, so I don't know. I think Tim Burton, though, he is like unintentionally horrific. You yeah, know, like, I mean, that's true. Batman like, Returns. Batman Returns is like gothic. <clears throat> Penguins bleeding black blood and biting mm-hmm. off noses. Yeah, oh, and yeah. It's just Tim Burton reality is so like far removed from, unless he's making a commentary on like suburban life. Uh, I think. I mean, yeah, that's Which where he, he does make that right? argument. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he did it in um, Edward Scissorhands. What's his name? Edward, so yeah, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. So, is Edward yeah. Scissorhands fantasy? Uh, I didn't really watch it. So... I don't think it's fantasy. Um, kind of uh, right to me. It's just the work he, of. Wasn't he created? So is this like oh. a Frankenstein-ish thing? Kind of like yeah. We... And again, like they didn't really talk about the science behind it too. That's why yeah. I wouldn't really consider it a sci-fi. Yeah, fantasy. I would, I would yeah. see fantasy. It's like a yeah, it's suburban. It's like suburban fantasy kind of. It's a weird. That's yeah. a, like a weird genre of movie. But I think fantasy Burton. could. Mm-hmm. It's like a Tim Burton gothic fantasy, like Wild Wild West. That's obviously science fantasy, right? Yeah. Is it, fan- is it fantasy? Well, it's, I think it's science, science fiction. At least it's like science it's, fiction. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. It's like a sci-fi western. Yeah. 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 It's like uh, it's like um, it's like how how uh, Firefly is a space western in yeah. space, <laughs> Wild West is a space western in the Wild West. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Space, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's a sci-fi western. Sci-fi western has been like this weird like niche subgenre. It hasn't hit like everything, right? There's only really a handful of sci-fi westerns out there. Um, Cowboy versus Aliens. Yeah. Cowboys with versus Daniel aliens. Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, wild uh, wild uh, Westworld. Yeah. Westworld. We- oh, yeah. Yeah. That really hit. Yeah. It's season 1 only though. And that's cuz Anthony Hopkins cared. I <laughs> I I like I like all of Westworld and I'm going to stick with it, but like season 1 <laughs> season 1 is my favorite. Yes. 
my problem with Westworld is not enough Radiohead played on piano or a different genre. Yeah, <laughs> slow mo. That's what gets my uh, back hairs tingling. Yeah, <laughs> black hole sun, right? Wait, yeah, black, black hole hairs. sun. Yeah, is and no, not just Radiohead, but just right. you know orchestral versions of grunge rock or alternative. It's, yeah, because it takes place in the future where they like classical wise that you can you can yeah. Because like if you, like, the Wild West was what? Like, the 1800s, you know? Was it the 49ers, right? 1849. So... They were called the 56ers. You know? What are the 56ers? What? What's the I 56ers? thought they were called the, the Gold Rush. I thought they were called the 56ers. No, they're the 49ers. The they 49ers. are. They were always the 49ers? Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know if there if there was a secondary name, but I know that, like, the minor 49ers, like, that, that's yeah. the... Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, there were multiple gold rushes, so I don't know. But 49ers is the thing that pops up in my head. Um, Ghost towns. Yeah, like late 1800s is, is yeah. really the, like the 80s, 1880s was like the, the big like Wild West time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I was trying to say is that like in, in the future, they're probably like, oh yeah, uh, Black Hole Sun, that's a Western song, right? Like, I, like that's oh, so far in the past. Yeah. yeah, it's like far in the past, so it's like, <laughs> oh. We'll just put that in our Wild West saloon. They're all classics, right? They're all, you know, classic music. That's why I like Demolition Man when all the radios just show tunes and they sing the Oscar Mayer Wiener song. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, like it's like a new track. Oh, man. Um, we got Darth Drader. Dr- like, make- so, sorry, real quick. We got Darth Drader oh, 2 uh, in the comments saying, how about Wild West Virginia? What's Wild West Virginia? Or you mean Wild Wild West? That we were talking about? talking about Fallout? Oh, I think he's making a, a pun, like West Virginia, Wild West Virginia. Oh, wow. Oh, I, okay. I don't know. It's, those are called mashups, right? Where you take the beginning of something and the other thing, and they yeah. meet in the middle. Uh, like, that's a before and after on Wheel of Fortune. Oh, that's what that clue was. I always oh. got <laughs> thing, and I always get angry. Thanks for the clue, Pat. <laughs> Thanks. It's a thing. <laughs> what are um, um well what are some really interesting subgenres for you guys with like science fiction because we're talking about sci-fi western right but like dino do you got any like uh favorite subgenres uh that you that you really like uh you know uh, in science fiction i like i like the like sci-fi fantasy or like space opera kind yeah. of style um I, i'm a big fan of epic movies epic epic adventures yeah um things like star wars obviously um like like uh firefly that i mentioned too i love those um like uh um uh, odysseys of in space or mm. in in science um uh even if it doesn't necessarily take place in space but it's based on that you know yeah um i like those I like a good story, really, is what it is. So anything that I don't really have a favorite genre necessarily, but I do like those epic, sto- epic uh, sci-fi tor- stories. Yeah. What What would you? Or like, what, what would you think? Uh, what would you say is like a? Uh, how would you describe like uh, uh, what? What do we say? Uh, space opera. Like, how would you like? And what kind of examples would so, you know fall in that? Operas. Operas in their own, like just regular operas, they follow kind of not necessarily a pattern, 
but it um there's always like there's there's the love interest there's some there's high stakes there's always high stakes whether it's life and death or love uh uh you know love um but like not just like regular old love it's like the love you know it's got to be it's got to be high stakes with it um there's uh you know there's the there's the whole the um, the hero's journey thing that goes into those things mm-hmm. as well if you do like those kind of an opera something like the valkyrie things like that there's a there's a a pattern usually things will be based off of um uh gods or um uh certain myths uh kind of things that'll be woven in uh, allusions to other things so a space opera would like star wars is a space opera yeah yeah um star wars is is absolutely a space opera um and uh so that it's um it's one of those things where it it, it's it, it fits some like kind of like a mold in a way um, but that mold is very fluid, but it's very obvious. Like the, like the hero's journey is part of like things that have been in, in, uh, literature forever, which Luke follows and everything. And, yes. um, so I think the space opera is, is it's like that kind of like grand scale where, uh, everything is high stakes and it's, it's about a, a, a character changing and becoming the hero or, or a love, uh, two lovers finally getting together kind of thing. And, mm. um, a mixture of that where it's it's it all plays to emotion yeah i think of like flash gordon for some reason as like space that, opera. i would consider that a space opera also yeah because it's it's like classic good versus evil right i feel like space operas have that like classic good versus evil yeah there's not much room for ambiguity when it comes to people's uh motivations you know sure you get a character like han solo but like you know he's good like right he just has to be convinced but he is good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and he, in, in Flash Gordon, he makes that odyssey. He makes that journey. Right. Um, from his home, you know? So that's another part of this, the, the, uh, the, the style of an opera, you know, like leaving home to, on a, on epic quest or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, so I like what you I, said anything about like odyssey. that. I think. When you mentioned yeah. odyssey, like, I like that because I hadn't thought about the, like the odyssey or Ant odyssey, like in in pertaining to science fiction, you know, yeah, and and really, it's a, a lot of the those like epic sci-fi movies. Any any really epic epic journey story is an odyssey, you know, whether it's 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 in space or whether it's um oh gosh, I would even consider in Back to the Future that that Marty McFly takes uh, his own version of an odyssey to his past and to 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 a world that he's not familiar with. Uh, to save the world that he knows, kind of thing. I feel whether like, he was it was intentional or not, but I feel like part of an odyssey is getting stuck. Wait, oh, I he guess was. he was stuck. Right? He was. He was in the Wild West, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. he was stuck in all of them. Yeah, he was stuck in all of them. Oh yeah. In he the never... first one, he was stuck because the car the car broke down. He couldn't fix it. Yeah. He needed the lightning. Yeah, he needed the help. He needed the help of Doc Brown, and Doc Brown couldn't help him right away. He needed time. Yeah, and he needed the lightning. Uh, in the third one, he got stuck because they had no gasoline. Right. Um. In in the in the Wild West, so they couldn't make it run. Yeah, that was the third one. Yeah. So I, the second one, I don't know what was stuck. The second yeah, one yeah, was yeah, the yeah. the book, right? Didn't they need uh, the book? The almanac because Biff gets it. Yeah, that's so what that they need. Right. Murphy's second. law of the whole thing that creates yeah, this they, reality. It, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh really quick. It, it was not necessarily that they were stuck, but yeah. Yeah. Uh really quick, just because you guys you mentioned Murphy's Law, uh, Paul, and 
Uh, we got Darth Trader in the comments saying, anyone else big on Interstellar? Murph! Murph! I think of Murphy's Law, right? What, like, oh, yeah. with that movie? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's a weird... That's true. Uh, yeah, but like, uh, did you guys like Interstellar? I didn't see it. I only saw the meme. Oh. I liked it. But, did, uh, yeah. Dino, did it's you It's interesting. It? Yes, I thought it was good. Um, I wasn't as enthralled by it as a lot of people were. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I'm, you know, better or anything. Like, that's stupid. Um, I just, I, it wasn't my cup of tea. Um, it was beautiful and very well done. And the the science, uh, things that, the things that they propose about the world and the universe and how the, 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 the universe works yeah. were very interesting to think about. Um, but, uh... I, it's one of those movies where I, I I probably will watch it again at some point. But I watched it once. I was like, I'm good. Like mm. it was a good movie. Nothing wrong with it. It's just something that that I might not necessarily watch again. Yeah. Um. But I do appreciate the level in which they, again, they made science look like fantasy. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's yeah. brilliant. I uh, <clears throat> Interstellar. I think I saw it on on IMAX, and uh, mm. I, I I did love it when I saw it. I also am a sucker for time travel, um, uh, or or some sort of semblance of time travel, and so they kind of played Mm. around with gravity and time uh, with it, and so yeah, uh, yeah, I uh, I was a real big fan of that. Also, that had um, that had Anne Hathaway, right? In it, I think so. Yeah, I love Anne Hathaway, like. Was it uh, Hathaway? Shoot, no, I don't remember. Yeah, I think, I think it was Anne Hathaway. Yeah, and then Jessica Chastain is his daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I love Jessica Chastain. So mm-hmm. me too. You know, it's everybody I, I love except Matthew McConaughey. Not so much, but like you I don't him. like Matthew McConaughey. He's have you seen he, True Detective? He, you know what I think about him? Is he good? Is he bad? Eh, he's all right, all right, all right. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, yes. you typecasted him. And, you know, he's grown since Days and Confused. So, you know, boo on you. You're missing out. I No, no, no. I watch movies with him. It's just, you know, sometimes he, he really hits it home. And sometimes uh, he phones it in. No, absolutely. Like, Lincoln Lawyer was not as good as uh, A Time to Kill. But, man. Oh, I haven't seen either one. I was talking about Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. Uh, you know, uh, the made Manhattan was not, um, him. yeah. Failure to launch, you know? Okay. Yeah. You're not getting the hits. You're like, yeah. you're like watching Cuba Gooding Jr. Now. Not, like <laughs> on. That's the level that the quality of Cuba Gooding Jr. Or Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. not watching radio. You're watching, <laughs> right. You're watching that thing about OJ Simpson. Snow dogs. Yeah. Snow dogs and snow ocean. dogs. Oh, but that was back in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I True. saw I saw snow dogs in theaters because uh, <laughs> opening night. Well, there there was a long run of time where it was like my mom wanted to watch like kids movies with me and my sister, and so like that was what we watched together. Now, like my mom and I watch like fucking anything. Like doesn't matter. But like we used to just watch kids movies even after I was like older. You know. Uh, so yeah, Snow okay. Dogs, Snow Dogs was one of them. We went to see it in theaters, just because she likes dogs, you know. And it was like, okay, <laughs> all right. I saw Homeward Bound one with my family. So I that remember Homeward Bound one 
it was in theaters at the same time Aladdin was. Oh my gosh. I remember that. I watched that. Homeward Bound over Aladdin? I'm an idiot. <laughs> I, I saw Homeward Bound I also. I love Homeward Bound. Yeah. I like one. Was was two the one where the dog eats the cake? There's like no. a wedding cake and one of the dogs... Oh, that was it, number and one. It, and then he shows the dog pooping and that blew my mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> the cake is white and so is his duke. And I was like, I don't know what to believe. He showed the part bird. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I don't that. remember that. It was like child scarring because I I was like they'll never put it on a movie with music. <laughs> I feel like this is a, a a a study in 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 psychology. The fact that we both watched the same movie and you focused on the poop. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I was in that um stage in my development. You know, it's true. It's like, you know, and it's not a wedding. It's not a wedding. Shadow. I think it's a birthday in the beginning. The whiteness of the cake with the color of his poop <laughs> okay. is all that I remember. So I'm using like symbolism. All right. As, no, uh, yeah. I think it is wedding because it's it's um. Is it? Who's the parents? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe much it's about a birthday. That movie. Oh, I maybe. Don't remember I, now? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. I mean, it could be a wedding, and it could be one of those things where, like, that's why now they have so many animals is because it's it's a it's a blended family. I don't remember. You want to talk about uh, leaving home? Homeward Bound is the see. Know, that's another like epic Od- Odyssey. Odyssey, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's not science they, fiction. They, they, but, they were taken yeah. away. Hey, those dogs can speak, and we can understand it. <laughs> no, Look we can't. Oh, we, we can. The humans yeah. can't understand the dogs. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I got one. Science fiction. Baby geniuses. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I never saw it. I know uh, of it. It's such a bad movie, but uh, <laughs> they, they, it was like it was the idea that babies, when they're really young, are like really smart, but they can only communicate with each other. Yeah. But then once they they get hit a point where they cross over into like the beginning of the rest of their lives, where that all goes away. Yeah. It was so weird because like they all <laughs> knew it was coming, and like it was like there's one moment where like oh no. It's happening. He's crossing over, and they like oh. can't understand. It's so weird. Oh, is that sad? Is it? Is it sad? A little bit. Um, okay. But they're like they go on these like epic journeys as babies, and they like try to save something. I don't remember what it is, but they talk about it. They mention like the science things about it, like that their brains are so because everything is uh, the way it's wired or something like that. I don't even remember. <laughs> I, it, I don't That's know. So We're like weird. At some point, the neurons like lock into place, and I don't know. They, they, it's got a whole thing where Te- they were like real lab and shit. Yeah, techno babble is what Paul was saying earlier. Is like, oh, yeah, all, yeah, yeah. All these science fiction movies, however fantastical, the more fantastical it has to be, they have to explain it as techno babble, right? Well, they do that yeah. in the new Star Trek where they talk about like super math yeah, or they, something like that. I mean, they, they do techno babble in every Star Trek, right? That one feels like CBS. Uh, speaking to old people, yeah, uh, or their general audience. Whereas, like in the regular TNG or any of the other ones, it was like, okay, well, not enough time has passed in between these different series. Some are even concurrent that we can just, you know, share a consistency in our techno babble, like dilithium or trilithium crystals or yeah. tachyons or phasers. And um, the iPad is based off of uh, Star Trek thing. Well, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, there's something interesting about science fiction that, like, where life can imitate art because, like, art can inspire you as a kid and you grow up and you become a scientist or engineer and you end up making a tricorder. You know what I mean? Like, you make these yeah. things because you're inspired. Or just the normal course of civilization is moving towards, like, some sort of screen-based uh, uh, device and, like, the science fiction movies and literature is just calling that out, you know? Yeah. I like when movies like try to steal from each other. So one of the things is like in the Marvel movies, Tony will use a touchable hologram. They can slip his arm into and use like a 3d space to play around with things. And I swear there's been other movies that have done that, like a final fantasy, the spirits within that was a CG movie. I don't think you guys saw it, but I know I never saw it, but yeah, they, I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. Morphing, like in Willow. As far <laughs> Willow. as... Willow! Just the technology. That's not sci-fi. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But, was... you know, it was Michael Jackson and Willow were the two things that used morphing. I just don't know that's what true. Michael Jackson video it was. Thriller? I'm talking about, like... It wasn't Thriller. Are you okay. talking about um, uh, Captain Mirror? EO? Did Captain EO use morphing? Or like changing his appearance? Shit, when, when they use like a visual edit to shift their body into someone else. And I think it was Man in oh, the Mirror. Um, because they um, were like... Moonwalker. It's the, his like video that he made. It's like a whole, it's a VHS called Moonwalker. And like there's this, yeah, uh, it. it's uh, the segment, the whole, the whole like story segment where it's like, it's got a smooth criminal where mm-hmm. he can like turn into like cars and robots and stuff. And then like oh, yeah, move yeah, his yeah, body yeah. and they shift it. Animorphs. Um, Animorphs, yeah. Okay, don't get me started. (laughs) All right, I know, I know. Have Uh I told? Have I? I, Have I told you? I don't know who I. Animorphs was like the biggest thing for me when I was growing up. I'm part of an Animorphs group on Facebook now, and I mean they 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 are wild. They are wild. Uh, And Animorphs, like there's there's books right down there where I'm pointing. Those are I have the whole series. (laughs) It's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's huge. It's it was huge to me. Okay, so everybody's like inspired by by um, like if you're getting into science fiction, like you were inspired to get to like be a fan of science fiction at some point by something, right? So for me personally, it was Animorphs. Like Animorphs was huge for me. You know, uh, it was like yeah. I was reading the books, I was thinking about the books, I was writing my own stories. You know. Like that, it got me into science fiction and those concepts. And they, they introduce a lot of science fiction concepts in there. Time travel and shrinking and like, and, and you know, uh, morphing into animals and that sort of thing. Uh, what was, a uh, Dino, what, what was like a big, like science fiction inspiration for you, I guess, growing up? Like, what was the big thing that got you on that path? It's hard to say. I rem- like some of the earliest memories I have get being interested in anything like that was video games like Super Metroid was something I played the shit out of when I was a kid. Okay. Um uh so anything that had to do with space and like Star Wars like I watched Star Wars super young cuz my cousins were like you got to watch this movie. I don't care if you're 3 and like yeah. um I mean that would be huge. They Yeah, so it was things like that like I I just always I don't know I had a lot of nerdy cousins and friends, and we just kind of all did nerdy things together. And 
Uh, ironically, I'm doing even more nerdy things as an adult than I did as a kid, which is weird. Right. But, um, right. We've embraced it. Societally, yeah. Has, you know. so- yeah, society yeah. has. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not me. Not yeah. you squares. Yeah. I hate <laughs> nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Those I are mean, my kids' Legos. Star Wars yeah. stars, because um, we've, we've talked to a bunch of people on the show about like their inspirations and influences and stuff. And Star Wars pops up a lot, especially when people have like family members that like star wars um because like we weren't around when star wars first came out so you had to be uh introduced to star wars somehow right and so like people who have a lot of like older siblings like they pass that love of star wars down so you started off star wars real young i started off star wars like in like fourth or fifth grade like it was um uh like Animorphs, I, I got into Animorphs before I got into Star Wars, technically. And so uh, I think that's interesting. Like, like you started at three with Star Wars? I, I don't think I was three. I don't remember. Okay. Um, I just remember the, it, it's one of the, the first movies that I remember uh, watching that I, don't, I didn't understand. It wasn't until I grew up a little bit more that I really appreciated it, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I was like, this is cool, but let's put on Brave Little Toaster again. You know, like... Right, of course. Um, yeah. Uh, and then when I, when I, you know, as I got a little older, I started watching it more and more. And then, like, I think it was, like, really, like, once I hit, like, seven, eight, nine, like, that's when I was like, I love science fiction. I love Star oh, Wars. Yeah. I never really dug into it, but like like stuff like the Matrix always like when that came out. Oh man! Like my my friends and I would play the Matrix in the schoolyard, where like one of us would be Neo and the rest would be like the agents and shit. Yeah, we would just play make as first <laughs> and second graders. It was great. <laughs> yeah, oh that's cool. Uh, yeah, everybody has like their their influences. Like, uh, well, before I moved to Paul, uh, Darth Vader in the comments, um, he brought up Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And that was like a huge movie. That was like a huge movie back then. And that was science fiction. Like it just introduced one concept, which is like, it didn't even go into like meal cream pies. Yeah. Sorry. What? What? Giant meal cream pies. The little Debbie. Oh, okay. I didn't know where Paul was going with that. Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was like the main point of the movie. Uh, with the main point of the movie. (laughs) Ants. And the damn marshmallow cream filling. Yeah. That's right. But, like, I think they, they introduce just literally one science fiction concept that is shrinking. And, like, they don't go into it. They don't go into any science ramifications of it. They don't, like, do Actually, anything. What? I, I will argue that as when they're in their small form, uh-huh. the things they address would be i could i would consider science like the fact that water is so much more of an issue for them that sound is different when they're that small like oh, things like that where okay yeah they don't address it as science but yeah. they address the science issues of them being so small uh-huh. um in some way not all the time you know yeah. where like like a breeze can pick them up off the ground and take the things like that where it's it's accurate you know yeah. or accurate <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, but I, I think it, it's a good entry level, entry level like science to science fiction, right? Yeah, you know, uh, Paul, uh, you're you're uh, uh, of a different age than us. Um, <laughs> yes, that's true. 
even though it looks like you're still waiting for your prom date right now, and I'm sorry, she's man, never showing. it's quarantine. Look, my, she's not showing up. <laughs> my cousin's washing her hair. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I was born in 1981. Um, nice. And so back then, they would have uh, really prolific directors make fantasy movies, and then they would just merch it. So like mm -hmm. RoboCop, yeah. is a rated, it's like a hard rated R, and they made like toys for, for kids, kids. And, and then a they, cartoon and, and a cartoon. So mm -hmm. I grew up with uh, Dune. Which is directed yeah. by David Lynch, which is a super heady, like very a lot of inner monologues, mm -hmm. uh, and it was just like so Sting much. Sting with a dagger. Yeah, Sting is in it, and yeah. they have knife <laughs> fights, and uh, they had like mer like kids books on cassette that I would follow along, and I'd look at these like very jarring, violent images, and people are like, "Yeah, that's for kids. It's all weird space gobbly good." There's um. There's a, like a, a full butt scene in Flash Gordon. I was like, I don't know yeah. what to do with this. What's a butt? Like, what, right. like, what do you mean a full butt scene? What happens? Like he changes his pants in front of the princess or something. And she like does sees the, his butt. yeah, sees his butt. And oh. I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. I'm a little kid. So, I all right. <laughs> and, then, and then you grew up and then you knew what to do with it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I knew exactly what to do. <laughs> it's a situation that has happened to me and saved my life. So <laughs> oh man. Uh, so are you yeah, saying those things inspired you, Paul? Huh? Like not not the butt not the butt stuff, but like, <laughs> no, like uh, what what's your science they, fiction like inspirations and influence well, like as so a kid? Like, uh I guess I was, I wanted to say that like it was just kind of crazy with um how horrifying kids movies were so et is kind of scary you know um ninja e. turtles like a lot of the claymation stuff i grew up with uh special effects wise was super scary and um i definitely transformers that was probably like my thing mm -hmm. just because of the voice acting alone from uh you know optimus prime yeah and um even though they're cars um, that turn into people. They definitely represented the uh, blue-collar industrial-age worker that went to the factory, and they're kind of like your neighbors. And I was from Indiana, so it was nice that a lot of the Transformers had, like, Midwestern accents. Oh, come <laughs> on, Prom. Let's go drink some Energon down by the water. <laughs> All right, Ironhide. And then Optimus was like John Wayne to me. <laughs> you know, he's like... Quit being a fearful bumblebee and get in there and go shoot and bust some chops and shoot some heads. The Autobots. <laughs> Autobots. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like, again, Star Wars, very flashy influential. And then I kind of, like, got into Star Trek. And that's when I was like, oh, I, I need something to tickle my brain. And um, I wanted to talk about, like, the genre that I've been liking, good or bad. And that's uh, dystopian future, near future societies. So, like, Elysium is not a good one. Mm -hmm. uh, what uh, was the one, the one with the aliens that had a sector or area? Uh, District. District 9. District 9. I thought that was pretty good. Um, I wanted downsizing to be really good. It's the one where oh, they shrunk yeah, the yeah, yeah. to save money. It was and then not just, good. It was not good. And it sucked because the previews, I was like, this is going to be great. It's going to be shrinking 
and they're going to save money and we're going to see how they live. And it was like Christoph Waltz not acknowledging that they're small. And it pissed me off. I was so upset. Right. And that's three Matt Damon movies in sci-fi that I was not a fan of. The Martian, Elysium, and Downsizing. You don't like The Martian? Look, I, I was on keto, so when I saw potatoes <laughs> being grown on Mars, it was just complete torture. And made of my own poo. So I don't like the uh, Ouroborousness of, of poo potatoes. Okay. Potatoes. The Ouroborousness. Yeah. I've never yeah. heard anyone say the Ouroborousness. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what to say to... Uh, yeah. Oh, well, okay. Uh, Children of Men, very good. And I haven't yeah. seen like, it yet. I haven't seen it, and I want to, but I can't find it. You, Where... saw, you saw Logan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's Children of Men right. without the mutants. Right. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> where, where, where can I Jesus. watch Children of Men? Like, is it on a streaming service? Maybe. I don't know. Sorry. Um, come on. Come on, guys. That's why I invited you here. You got to let um, me know. Yeah, I know all of the streaming all the time. I do. <laughs> yeah. It never changes. It's always yeah. the same. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm Googling it now for you. Oh, I, wish, I wish the Matrix would show that when Neo killed the guards, that one of those pickle jars with the people in it, like started dying because it mm. felt very because for me i was in high school and columbine had just happened and then we go and we watch neo in the black trench coat walk through the metal detector and these rando innocent people are just getting lit up yeah <laughs> oh yeah you know i i mean i love violence don't get me wrong uh fantasy violence but you know i could understand why people were so concerned with Grand Theft Auto. When when it is you... on. My my Oh, sorry. Uh, real quick, my sister in the yeah. in the comments says that I said, "Where can I stream children?" <laughs> uh, which is not what I was asking. <laughs> children of Men, the movie. <laughs> Uh, this is why our family watches our stuff so that they can point out the shit. To yeah. Us. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you found it? You can. Is it on something? It's it's on Hulu, but you have to have the stars add-on. Oh no! Or you can, or you can rent it from YouTube or Google Play or Amazon Prime. You can yeah. rent it for like four bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I hate okay. when HBO hoards a movie. Like sometimes I want to watch uh, The Dark Knight Rises. And they're mm. just like, nope, we're keeping it. Yeah. I, Damn it. I like it because I have HBO. So, like, oh, well. I, I don't have stars or Showtime or, like, you know, uh, that stuff. Uh, but I have HBO. Yeah, so if it's on HBO, I luck out, you know? Yeah. 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 But, like, HBO's yeah, got great that. stuff. Yeah. But, like, I watched The Island recently. And because I was mm. like... I just, I want to watch it. I want to see Michael Bay's, like, touch on it. And, like, I remember when it came out, I was young, so I didn't see it. And I was like, oh, you know. Anyway, it was not good. It was, like, whatever. It was very <laughs> mediocre. It wasn't horrible, but it was very mediocre. <coughs> you know? Right. Yeah. I, I think that leads I... to... Oh, sorry. Yeah, Dino. Please. No, please. Oh, no, I was just thinking about how, like, science fiction movies that don't have a point to it 
are very bland. Like, I feel like having a thought experiment or like having a, a, a thing that you're hitting home really helps with science fiction. Like, that's the reason why we're taken out of our elements, put into this like weird world, but to prove a point, right? Like out of time with Justin Timberlake, where the currency is time left, but you're young forever. Yeah. And you would, yeah. pay, you know, I, again, I, I like the concept, but the execution. Right. Yeah. Not. And a lot of questions, too. Right. Uh-huh. Like your hormones, like his mom was hot, right? Like It was Olivia yeah. Wilde. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's the, Talk it's about the fiction. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, it's the, the fiction part of sci-fi that is that's, – that's what hooks us, you know? The science mm-hmm. is great, but 90% of the audience is not focused on what the science is. It, it's the story that we're there for, you know? Right. So if you – like, it's like, like if they did Interstellar, but there was no stakes for them as characters, it would be boring. It'd be like watching – do you remember Nova, the TV show on PBS? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the science. It's like watching Nova. Like it's interesting, and I would watch it all the time. But I'm not going to be like, oh man, I'm going to watch that over and over again because it's such a thrilling story. It's the fiction part of it that really draws us in. So if there's no good fiction, uh, no draws to us storytelling wise, then right. it doesn't matter how great the science is or how interesting the idea is. Yeah, it, story- it's that fiction. Yeah, storytelling is the Adderall that helps us focus. As, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, or vice versa. The science, uh, the science grounds the fiction and helps us focus on that story because the science makes sense. You know. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's it's also how rewarding. you trick you trick children into learning by like, like having, like, kooky characters and fun cartoons, and then hopefully they learn something from it. Right. A guy in a rat suit and a dude going bada bing, bada boom, bada photosynthesis. Is that? Bill Nye or Chuck E. Cheese? I don't. Be- Beekman's World. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so a combination, I guess. Yes. Hey, it's not Chuck E. Cheese. Remember, they sold pizzas under Pascal's pies. Pascal's. Pascal. Pascal's. Did you hear about this, Dino? Did you hear about this? No. Okay. On if you if you <laughs> because of the quarantine, Chuck E. Cheese is is to, uh, has nobody there, so they're trying to sell their pizzas. Uh, on like Grubhub or whatever, like DoorDash, but nobody wants to buy Chuck E. Cheese pizza, so they, they it goes under the name Pascali's. Like they're selling it not as Chuck E. Cheese, but no, like, they're selling it. Yeah, a mom and pop pizzeria. Pa- yeah, That's it's a pizzeria so Pascali's. Hey, I got uh, I got uh, DoorDash from Pascali's. I'm gonna try it out. You know, it was delivered to me by it, a furry. It sounds authentic. He was on a skateboard. <laughs> Why does pizza weird? taste like cardboard? Yeah. Oh, so bad. Oh, it's authentic. You're from Italy. They make the pizza like a cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> just, like a, just like my mama made it. You know? Wouldn't yeah, that be exactly. the next step in crazy pizza combinations? They stuffed the crust with cheese. They put hot dogs on the crust. They made the pizza box out of pizza. and Put the box in the center. <laughs> <laughs> the next evolution in pizza. That's a, that's an inside out that's pizza the... box, right? Inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the calzone of pizza boxes. Right. Oh my god, that's the <laughs> topping is cardboard. Oh, no. Well, calzone oh, doesn't god. have a topping; it has an inning. 
It's it's inside out pizza basically. Yeah. Well, they keep the sauce on the outside, right? And you dip it. You can. Uh, dip. The sauce is on the inside. Yeah, the sauce is on the inside. It's an inning. It's not a topping. Oh. It's an it's inning. That's an weird. Yeah. An inning. It's an inning. It's a, it's biodegradable. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. It's biodegradable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just make the the box out of pizza. Then you can eat the pizza and the box. Yeah. Right. Um, that's what he said. My. Uh, 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 my down. my sister in the comments said, "Remember Tuck Everlasting." I think that was in response to people aging. So we're talking about out of time, but Tuck Everlasting is yeah, yeah. Tuck Everlasting. I remember I read the book. It's a fantasy book, though. Like it's not science fiction at all. Like they do not explain it. They just say the spring <clears throat> water makes you immortal. That's it. Like yeah, you know, uh, they deal with the ramifications of it, but like it's not really science fiction. Uh, uh, the Hunger Games. That's a because they use okay. like a weird yeah. simulation to make creatures. Well, and, and like then, just a dystopian future tends to be science fiction to begin with, right? I, yeah, the facial hairstyles and the dye alone. <laughs> science fiction because he had like flames in his beard, <laughs> Adam Scott's beard, right? Adam oh Scott. yeah. Yeah, I thought that was was it not Adam Scott? Was it a different guy? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think Adam Scott was in Hunger Games. Was like it West commentators? He oh. wasn't. I thought he was Stanley Tucci. Well, no. Stanley yeah, Tucci he was, was in it. the host for sure. But I thought At- Adam Scott was like a. It, there was a parody movie about it too. So I don't see anything about. I don't see anything about Adam Scott. Okay. Uh, yeah, but, you know, he's not in it. I do see on Google what ethnicity is Adam Scott. He's white. <laughs> like how, he he is the whitest looking guy. Like how do you think he's any other ethnicity? He's Gaelic. Yeah, he's Scandinavian. He's just Welsh. Brunette white guy. Welsh. Uh, why are people asking Google um, that question? Excuse me. <laughs> um, <laughs> What's wrong with brunette white guys? Hello. I, I don't know. Uh, oh, that's this guy. Uh, I don't. Uh, I saw <laughs> Gordon's butt. All right. <laughs> I've done my part. How are you gonna do yours? I go up the, there and see a brunette white guy's butt. The one white guy amongst amongst two two men of color. I have, I have to defend myself yeah. a little. Bit. What are you? Yeah. Why so are you scared of us. Dino throws a reversal. It's like, what do you mean, you <laughs> people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Um, Back to science fiction. Uh, right. What, 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 like, what are? I mean, we, I mean, we're talking about it like normally, but like, if we get really into depth, like, what are these tropes of science fiction? You know what I mean? That really hit home that it is science fiction, right? So, like, uh, yeah. dystopian future is something that we like we mentioned. Like, I feel like ninety nine percent of dystopian future uh, movies are science fiction, right? Like that is just a trope of a lot science of them. fiction, right? Uh, well, is there one that's not? Oh no, no. I, I was just gonna say the way people react to things that are very odd to us. So, like in the movie Her, with Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson as the voice girlfriend, mm-hmm. is like if you dated your iPod. Um, he goes, "Yeah, I'm in a relationship with my AI," and then his coworkers like, "Oh, I'm so happy for you," and that's like kind of weird because today it'd be like the fuck did you just say yeah you know <clears throat> um a 50 dollar pepsi and back to the future 2 
think that was. I, I think that's like that's a commentary, right? Yeah, it's a commentary. It's like, oh, this yeah. is what's normal. Yeah. Yeah. I I think not all like uh, you guys mentioned Hunger Games. I wouldn't classify Hunger Games as science fiction, honestly, because no? science has nothing to do with the story. But it, but like it, that's what I mean. Like, hmm. Because I, I just yeah. It, even though it takes place in like a dystopian future, um, it doesn't have to do with science. All the things that's happening there. This is it's a social, um, it's a it's a movie about society and about uh about um because they don't talk about how necessarily the world got that way. They don't talk about it. it you're it's a character study. They're they're focusing on these characters and um science doesn't really have anything to do with it. Um, huh. at least to me, I don't know. It doesn't feel like a sci-fi movie to me. It it's feels just... like a fantasy. I mean, it's the, just the set, coordination, the set dressing oh, yeah. is science fiction, though, right? That's all you need. They have flying ships, like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like I guess you can argue, you can make that argue. That's much, yeah. I guess so. Uh, they have holograms, flying ships, right? That whole, they that do. whole right. island, the whole arena is science fiction, right? Because, like, if Cabin in the Woods can be considered sci-fi, then I think this has an element to it. Where thank you, you're right. Yeah. Thank you, uh, thank you, Mediator Paul. <laughs> Paul. Mediator Paul. Yeah, Paul's just, like, if we gave Dino this, we gotta give no, Dimitri no, 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 this. No. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, I'm bringing it back to Cabin in the Woods. What? Yeah. Hello. No. Welcome again. Look, if we gotta give one to one, we gotta give one to the other. I gotta make it equal for my sons. It's you know, consistency with the <laughs> debate. I'm just putting pins. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of like a dystopian future that, that isn't science fiction. Like, okay, is Mad Max science fiction? I don't think so. It was on I the mean, list that if, I looked if, up, but I don't know. If you, if you consider Hunger Games science fiction, then you, it's the same argument. Like, because of they... the nature. Oh yeah, go on. See, like, science fiction, it doesn't have to be necessarily futuristic science fiction. Um, it just has to be based in science. So, like, if the world went to shit, obviously they're going to have to use materials that are around to make whatever they have to do. So everything is made out of steel and rock. The gasoline is the resource, you know? Like, that's science still. Like, it, you know what I mean? Is like, it, it may well, not then, be futuristic. But then we'll get science? into the zombie genre. Because then that would be like, oh, it's a bio, you know, biological hazard happened but some of it so some of it is some of those zombie movies i would consider as like a, a a bit of science fiction like i am legend a little bit where it's like a, it's a contagion oh, sure. that made them that way but stuff like uh night of the living dead like that's not a sci-fi that's a strict horror because yeah. it, they don't talk about what made them zombies but it's also fantasy yeah right like there's there's a lot of like mixtures of things you know yeah i hate I don't... to keep bringing this up but it, there was a lot of butt in the original mad max there was a lot of uh, butt, yeah. Yeah, a lot of man butt. We're sensing a theme here, Paul. Yeah, D Dino. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. You might have done your part. Dino, uh, behind the scenes, we call Paul, uh, his name is Paul Mr. Skin Lau, because Paul knows, knows every butt uh, Paul in the cinema. Butt scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Skin. Uh, what movie was it? Was it Knocked Up, where they were like, Oh yeah, like yeah. The King and Wendy's of Mr. Skin. But what yeah. what what was their name? It was like something of the flesh. What was the name oh, of God. their 
their their thing. It was like they had a Mr. Skin ripoff. It was like you're making me feel like I drank curdled milk. Like you know what I'm talking about? It was like Stars of the Flesh or something like that. Stars of the Flesh. That was their like website. Wow, that sounds like a Spanish Inquisition torture. Like. It was called something. I fle- no. It was it was flesh of the stars. Sorry. They, they, <laughs> Again, uh, oh, you, you remember oh. that? Anyway, there was just a side yeah. note. Sorry, but basically, Circus of the Stars was way better. <laughs> it had uh... <laughs> um, um. So so sorry. Uh, I just I don't know whether I would I would say that Mad Max is science fiction just because they. Uh, not none like Hunger Games could be science fiction because of the set dressing, but Mad Max they devolve, so it's not like and like that's just society. Like anyone could write a story where like if society broke down right now, what would we do? But that's not a science fiction movie. You know what I mean? Uh, I think there are some weird fantastical things they do in that movie, like when the I forgot what the anemic pale boys they spit on the car and it makes it go fast is that possible oh, no they spit the gasoline in i thought they blew i don't know i thought they blew nitrous over it or something that really makes it go faster i think it's uh, dumb I don't, I don't think it work would Can work you, in real okay. life but they, they spit. Uh, they drink it right and they spit it they also um milk women and they use that as their sustenance true uh, mr skin um <laughs> yep yeah um so here's okay. Here's my argument. Yeah. Okay. I don't think dystopian is strictly science fiction. I think the right. dystopian thing is sure. a uh, it is a story setting, not a genre of film necessarily. Right. It could be. Yeah. Um. But I think like for me, Hunger Games is a fantasy movie in a dystopian setting. Huh. Okay. Does that make sense? I so mean, like the setting may look like sci-fi science fiction, but like you could also do that in a medieval setting. And have the same exact story, where they have to like serve, like fight to survive in this in like a, in a dome and everything like that with less technology. The same exact story, and it would it would still feel the same. Like you well, don't need the technology. Yeah, right. that's battle royale. The Japanese exactly precursor that had yeah. exploding collars. Suicide exactly. Squad. Uh, why did why did you sound like Trump right now? Exploding collars. <laughs> exploding from China. From these collars <laughs> from <laughs> China. Huge. <laughs> um this is gonna be huge huge um yeah like, like that's why i what i want when you guys mentioned hungry to me like because it didn't feel like it didn't feel like any because the science yes they had a lot of technology but it that that wasn't a driving force in the story the driving force right. in the story was the the fantasy aspect of it where they had to survive this epic tale and everything like that whereas like star wars the science was in there inherently, like the technology of the of the the laser that's going to destroy. Like that was a big thing. Like they had a planet destroying laser. Like that's a huge thing. Right. Uh, and the spaceships taking off. Like how, talking about like the speed and everything. Like you had to f- had the better ship. Um, uh, whereas the technology in the Hunger Games felt more of a vehicle for the story rather than supporting it. Right, like uh, that doesn't make sense. They, it felt more of the of the setting, like like you said, it's the set, but that right. doesn't necessarily make it a sci fi movie to me. I just feel like you put one flying ship into something because they don't exist, and you're now science fiction. Even so, like, I'm not about... saying like 
like you're you're the best example of a science fiction movie, but like flying shit. Right. What were you gonna say, Paul? Oh, um, something? Assassin's Creed, the video game uh-huh. is technically this, you know, uh, sci-fi kind of like delving into the mind to, you know, go to the holy city. But yeah. most of the time, you're in Jerusalem, parkouring, you know, and that's the right. focus. It feels like that's super weird. Uh, Cloud Atlas has a future timeline, yeah, but most of it is in the past. So the what made me very uncomfortable as far as uh, the prosthetics. Oh, it's very right. distracting for me. Uh, don't they have a, multiple storylines in the future? In in Cloud Atlas, yeah, I think so. They have the was, they have the Asian yeah. the Asian girl uh, storyline clone thing. Then they have the Tom Hanks yeah. in Maori uh, tattoos, but that's like a future, like a barbarian future, right? That's not in the past. That was right? the future. Oh, I don't know. I thought this was all one timeline, and their souls jump bodies because in. Tom Hanks' character in the future in Cloud Atlas was that drunk guy that banged all the robots. Oh. Okay. But don't you think that one storyline in it makes it science fiction? Like, even just well, one? I guess it's a storyline that's way different than a set piece. Yeah. But it, it's still kind of distracting for me, because it's like, it's the bare minimum of sci-fi, but it's what gets you into the door. That's my understanding. Yeah. Uh, Darth Drader in the comment says, uh, Paul, any butt scenes in Assassin's Creed? <laughs> fast butter? <laughs> fat, fast bender. Fast fa- bender's fast booty. Bu- fast booty. Fast I'm booty. telling you, when I saw Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, I was like, oh, great. Costner butt. Great. Oh, don't say uh, that. My sister's a fan of Kevin Costner. She's going to go watch the movie, right? I don't like his hairline. On his butt? Yeah, it's really, it's just <laughs> like on his head. Uh, no, I, I don't like that Kevin Costner likes to make the same movie four times. Why? What What do he do? So he, he made Robin Hood, right? And then he okay. made a movie called Waterworld, which was also dystopian. And then he made The Mailman, which is also dystopian. And the, postman. Felt, the Postman. The Postman. The Postman. The Mailman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he'll make a baseball <laughs> movie, and then that'll be a baseball movie. You know, like, yeah. it just feels like he does things in threes. It rhymes, George um, Lucas would say. That just reminded me of something. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> I will, I will, I'm going back to Hunger Games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> huh? So, you were saying it, it's, science fi- it's, it's science fiction because it takes place in a futuristic time. And because the arena, the arena is science fiction. Oh, yeah. And the, the flying, and the flying ships. The right. fact that there's tech in it that we don't have. Okay, right. then, but uh, also, like, technically, Mad Max is the future, which right. we're not currently in. Right. We have not seen what it's going to be. So, like, I could see where your argument would be that Hunger Games is science fiction. It's very, I think it would be uh, very soft science fiction, you know? But uh, yeah. um, I would say that if, if, if I would agree to that, I would also say that then Mad Max is a science fiction because it's... This idea that in the future the world has been destroyed somehow, right? Um, which is, I mean, <clears throat> you know, you know what I mean. Like it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's something that it's imaginary that we don't know can exist yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. What about 
I'm sorry. There's a parade for teachers. They um, really like Mad Max. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honk if you like Mad Road Max. Warriors. Wow. <laughs> uh, uh, Illumina in, in Mad Max. Um, so in time travel, uh, there's something called like curvature where there are things that are very likely to happen and there are things that are not likely to happen. And I think mm-hmm. for some people with Mad Max, the way we treat our planet, global warming, um, relics of us, it feels like a possible future as opposed to a um, fantastical where it's like, whoa, they have a holodeck that kills people and then they go send their kids in and everybody's cool with it. Uh, Obviously, it's a commentary on us sending soldiers to Iraq. However, is that so condensed? Wait, was that the commentary of Hunger? Was that Hunger Games commentary was sending uh, soldiers to Iraq or children to war? Was that the children to war, dude? Because you you technically you save less or you save more people, but the I, act itself is so evil. You never heard that? Uh, uh, Hunger. I saw Hunger Games as a commentary on government like overreach and um, stopping, uh, keeping like the population placated so they don't rise up and uh, overthrow uh, the uh, their masters. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts. I felt, yeah, yeah. you know, because like there's there's child soldiers in Somalia that are all hopped up on um, gunpowder and uh, heroin. So like, I mean, you could argue that the the in the the point of view of the person the of the author that um, sending the kids to war, which is what it was, like you have to give us the each of you send your whoever to fight for you to defend your honor or whatever that's a little bit the same and in this sense maybe they're arguing that that is part of the government um oh. like it's asserting some sort of control over you like telling you yes give us your children <clears throat> to fight for something that you know they don't necessarily believe in yeah right that's uh, interesting. was there a prize in the hunger games yeah, the they get like their district gets like um, more, doesn't they? Yeah. Okay. What? But a also, no. you choose not. You get to not die. Oh yeah, that I mean, also. Everybody has to die except one person, right? Yeah. Unless you're in the same district, right? Or do this? You have to kill someone from the same district. I thought that's why they took the poison berries. Is because they knew that they would be revived with their suicide. The baker, and not revived. I don't remember. That, yeah, I haven't they, seen this since it came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're right. So Peta would have to kill Katniss, or uh, other way around. So and then they go together. Yeah, but then they were like, "We're gonna, we're you can't have a Hunger Games where nobody wins, and we're such fan favorites that we're both gonna kill ourselves." So yeah. Um, oh, I, I oh, view I viewed their Hunger Games thing as more of a gladiator games in order to keep uh, people oppressed as opposed to fighting for your honor, because everybody dies except for one person. So I just feel like it's more of a gladiator game um, analog. But that's just me. I don't know. It would be if the districts were all... Because it, it's a class system that's yeah. more defined. I, I don't know. Which felt more nationwide, as opposed yeah. to... Like, in the movie Gladiator, there's clearly only two classes, I felt like. If, well, I mean that you're really seeing. 
Maybe the soldier class, but right. Okay, yeah, I would say that. Yeah, I just think there would be better ways to to write it if you were doing a war analogy. Sending it's a really off. light, like uh, teen, right? Preteen. Well, it's a young adult uh, novel. Sorry, I don't know the names. I I've, I've never been to a library. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Too busy watching butts. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's just the fact that we have like young adult vampire romance as a genre yeah you know i <laughs> well that would be a subgenre, i guess would be a sub right. yeah. you know yeah yeah um do you guys have favorite uh science fiction writers or directors like someone mm. you just love to see you know do something like for for instance, for me, Michael Crichton, like his oh, ideas, Jurassic Park, Westworld. Uh, that's 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 as far as I go. But like again, he has other stuff. But like uh, those like those are like big ones for me. Jurassic Park is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, right. And and, and like talk about having science fiction with a point, like. There's a point. Yeah. You know? The first Jurassic Park was really science-y. Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, definitely. Definitely. Um, I mean, again, as long as you show dinosaurs that have been, I guess, brought about through their means, uh, that's a science fiction movie. It doesn't have to have a point, but I'm just saying. Oh, no, but what made it better was Dr. Grant. Like, they took time to listen to a Triceratops breathe. I thought that was like... Yeah, that's a better set piece than just guys with guns getting pulled down in the tall grass. Yeah, you know, yeah. Super forgettable scene, but I mean, we all remember it though. You well, say forgettable. I only because it reinforces the trope of in a horror movie if you have no gun and you're a little kid, you're going to survive or last girl. But if you have, you know, if you're a commando and you have a bazooka, well, you basically have no name and you're dead. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, Galaxy it's Quest. True. Sorry. Galaxy uh, Quest, yeah. That's right. I just thought Quest. of Galaxy yeah. Quest. Because uh, a guy, right? Him. Was it was his name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell character. again. Yeah. Again, yeah. He was like, I'm going to die. I got no name. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tony Shalub was also Men in Black and Galaxy Quest. So he's, yeah. That's right. You know. I. Do you realize how much that stings? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, yeah, so- I love Galaxy Quest. That's one of my favorite movies. Is that because of the just the how meta it is with science, the science fiction genre, and like just covering again all those tropes that we yeah. that we see in science fiction, uh, yeah. but making a story that's unique still, um, and that you care about. Like you, you know what I mean. Like it's it's very uh, much its own thing, as much as it comments on the rest of it. Yeah. Also, there's no fat as far as uh, that cast. So like yeah. Alan Rickman, Justin Long, they Sigourney all serve Weaver. a purpose. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, the guy from Just Shoot Me, I can't remember. His... Who's oh, the guy... <laughs> who's the guy from Just Shoot Me? Um, oh no, he froze. Paul froze. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, that's great. That's all right. I'm, uh, put, um, I'm putting you on focus, uh, Dino. So, cool. Um, what 
I mean, do you have any like favorite science fiction writers or directors? I don't really I don't really have any favorite science fiction writers or directors. I didn't really read a lot of science fiction. Okay. Um growing up. Um but uh I oof. I I am a fan of Kubrick. Um of Stanley Kubrick cuz he has his his um his point of view and the way the visually the his the way his movies look um always captured my attention um but uh oh gosh yeah i don't even know i i feel like i i don't i'm not a i don't have a very good grasp on favorites yeah um do you, do you i mean are you a fan of spielberg yeah yeah i do like spielberg uh, in I like you know um, uh, JJ Abrams is another one that I um, I really appreciate a lot of the things that oh, he does yeah. like uh, Super Eight I really enjoyed Super Eight okay yeah 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 um, again make they kind of uh, uh, they kind of um, make an homage to other movies in the same fields like other other spielberg movies like there's a bit of the goonies in there and a big a bit of uh et in there and everything yeah. and um jj well, abrams is also what did he train under spielberg like what's the link between yeah, spielberg, or does he just like spielberg i think i think spielberg was one of his mentors okay i don't know if he trained with him necessarily yeah but he did learn a lot from him yeah um I mean, Spielberg yeah. has a good track record when it comes to science fiction movies. Like, like I'm going to be honest, like, everybody, you know, everybody thinks, like, Spielberg is the Beatles of, of you know, of directors, right? Like, if you, you, you could say Spielberg and everybody knows who Spielberg is, and if someone wants to choose their favorite director, like, maybe they'll just choose Spielberg just because he's, like, really popular. Can you hear me? You can hear me, right? He's done a lot of everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, but, like, he's... Yeah, he's done a lot of everything, and he does it well. Like, and so if we're talking strictly science fiction movies, E.T., Jurassic Park, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, uh, would you consider Jaws? Yeah, no, Jaws is not a science fiction movie; it's just horror, right? No, it's a it's a thriller, not horror. Oh yeah, it's not horror. Um, for yeah, for okay. me, I feel like horror has it has to have a little bit of supernatural in it. Um, okay. Oh, no, really? For me, at least. Oh. That were versus a thriller because the thrillers can still be scary. It's not just right. horror is not, for me is not necessarily like a. That's I mean that's just my opinion. Like yeah. uh, for example, um, uh, even like like Halloween, I wouldn't consider it, it's it's part of the horror like big genre. But to me, I would say it's like a slasher thriller. Uh, there is a little bit of that supernatural thing. Like why is he so strong? You like it, yeah. he never dies. Like. Um, uh, oh gosh, what's another example? Um, so slasher movies aren't all horror to you that have to, have I think to have for, like I, a... I, I like, I guess I, I focus on the subgenre of it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. thriller is, I guess, part of the bigger horror genre. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I, to me, um, it feels like if I feel better calling it like a slasher film, Versus a horror film, you know what I mean? I don't know okay. why it's still horror. Like it, it all, it's all still horror. Yeah. Just like, um, uh, oh gosh, is hostile. Like, it's, everything is escaping me. 
Is Hostel a horror movie to you? Did you ever see Hostel? I haven't seen it. Oh, no. Okay. I'm trying I know what it's about. Yeah. Um It's just torture porn, essentially. Yeah. Um I, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's still part of the the horror genre in the general, I think. Yeah. Because, um, uh, you know, people just, anything scary is part of the horror genre in, in, to people. You know, that's all it is. Right. Um, but I like, like, if I tell people about, like, uh, oh, gosh, um, the movie Hush. Have you seen it? I don't know. What What's it? No, I haven't seen it. What What's Hush about? It's about a, it's about a deaf woman who lives, like, in the middle of the forest and this, uh basically a house a home invader is like tormenting her and he realizes that she can't hear him so it the whole movie is about this woman tr trying to deal with a home invader that's purposely avoiding her because she he know, now knows that he she has no idea where he is unless she can see him oh. so like there's things like she can't hear that he's messing around behind her stuff like that so yeah. it's scary, and there's a lot of suspense, but I wouldn't consider it a horror movie. It's a suspense thriller. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and her life is in danger, and it's like it's 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 scary, but it's not. I wouldn't consider it to be a horror movie necessarily. Okay. Um, you okay. know, yeah, in, in yeah. that sense. So there's the, there's certain distinctions. Yeah. In that way. Hey, buddy. Yeah, I had to switch to my phone. I think no, no. I, uh, I overheated. Oh. The government. It's the government. It's those five G towers, man. No, the five G tower. No. <laughs> I mean, we were, we were, we were, we were talking about like horror movies and what makes a horror movie. Because I think that, like, what? Uh, I mean, we don't have to like talk too much about horror movies just because it's not the topic. But I think it's yeah. interesting. <laughs> it's interesting where we we all draw the line at different places because of our preconceived like notion of what it means to us, right? Yeah. And so, like, I think it's super interesting that, like, like, yeah, Dino doesn't think, you know, Hunger Games is science fiction. Uh, I don't think Mad Max is science fiction, you know. Uh, yeah. Children of Men. Is Children of Men science fiction? I still haven't they seen it. I know roughly what happens, but, like... If they have subtle futuristic things that are, like, very possible or very close, like near future. Okay. Like with Logan, they have the semi trucks that drive themselves that almost kill the horses because it's all AI. Oh yeah. So like that probably is going to happen eventually. Automated, you know, automation's on the way. Right. Um, what makes what's the distinction between horror or what's the line or what? No, does I mean no. I I mean we don't have to talk too much about that. Just I'm just saying that like everybody's line with these genres is different because of like whatever your previous experience has been and how you uh, uh, how you see this genre. You know what I mean? So like Dino Dino was same... sorry, Dino, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I was gonna say it's the same point that I was making, like just because it it, it takes place in the future doesn't necessarily mean it's a science fiction movie kind of thing. So like just because a movie is scary doesn't necessarily make it a horror movie. Like uh, did you ever see the movie Hush? Oh, the one But the Deaf uh... Woman? Yeah, the deaf woman, sure. Yeah, like it's scary, but I would never I wouldn't call it a horror movie. I would call it a suspense thriller. Yeah. You know, like it's that kind of distinction where like The Hunger Games, while you guys may consider it a a a, a science fiction movie, for me, it's more of it, it's 
science it, it takes place in the future and a dystopian future of that but it doesn't feel like a sci-fi movie to me okay. oh no that's because me and dimitri are very shallow and you're a person oh yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why because like we're all we're a bunch of details guy we're like yeah oh, what's, what's this cake made out of oh okay good cardboard it's cake <laughs> like, no it's the pizza clearly it's a it's a calzone have you yeah, have you calzone yeah have you seen that um have you seen that grid where it was like, what is a sandwich? Like, are these things sandwiches? Hot dog, hot dog yeah. and taco? Hot dog, a taco. Would a dessert taco be a sandwich? Like, if a taco's a sandwich, then would a dessert taco be a sandwich? Like a choco taco? Because it, it depends on your definition of uh, geometry. So do you think something that is a pocket, like a, uh, what's it called, falafel or, not falafel. A hero. Peanut. Pita. Oh. Yeah. Euro. Yeah. Okay. Gyros or gyros. <laughs> yeah, is that a taco? No. I think it's considered a sandwich, right? Yeah. Yeah, euros oh, considered yeah. or a, or a wrap, I guess you could say. Yeah. Well, so it's like is a tortilla, right? Like an egg roll is technically a wrap. Yeah. Spring roll. So yeah. now we're getting a weird like, what's the uh, carbohydrate wrapping around the set of villains? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now we're in Donutville with Long John's and cream? Or like Eclair? Eclair? Yeah. <laughs> see? Yeah. Shallow, <laughs> well, see, that Eclair, Eclair isn't wrapped around. Eclair is stuffed. But what's oh. the... Whoa, 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 whoa. Take that logic. Take that logic and apply that to sex. It's the same thing. <laughs> I don't know where you're going, but I'm not going to touch it. Um, okay. <laughs> what do you say cream pies or sandwiches? No, not the not the cream pie part. I'm talking about something being wrapped around versus something being stuffed. It's the same thing. Wait, something uh, wrapped around and stuffed? No. Those are different things. Because you can then do is... stuff on the way to Rapville. When you inject <laughs> something, okay. the filling is the filling. So, like... You could put sauces on, a, you know, the, the rolls, the pinwheels? Yeah. The whole point of that is that you can make layers of sauce and wheel so that when you chew it, it creates this, like, consistency and flavor, uh, like, road or path or journey, <laughs> if you will. Okay. And then, then it all coalesces in this, like, symphony in your mouth. Or it's just straight shit. I mean, you know, I gamble, man. I, I think it's just funny that, like, we are, like, I'm sure, like, like years from now, linguistics professors and taxonomy and, like, all these, like, sciences are going to watch this video and be like, oh, my God, you're right. Like, this is how, because we are, like, the classification that we are talking about is so, like, we are arguing, I don't want to say semantics, but it's, like, this weird, like, like, okay, is a is a a, a a pig in a blanket? Is that is that like a thing stuffed with a sausage, or is it something it's wrapped? Stuffed. Is it wrapped around a sausage? It's wrapped, but it's also baked. So then you have a cordon <laughs> bleu, which is called stuffed. But that's <laughs> that might be semantics. It's like uh, yes, or it's like roasted and roasted. They're the same thing. Are they roasted? I don't know. Okay. So anyway, um, so it's, it's just, 
Yeah, seconds. Dino, you got something to add? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you, you, stuffed and wrapped is totally different. I'm going to argue that to the day I die because food is everything. Um, yeah, but uh, um, uh, I guess uh, a sandwich is putting something between two things, I guess, is the very least of it. Like you can have a cucumber sandwich, like even though it's it's. You know what? Who the hell? But still, like it's a sandwich. Um, but I think it's the the act of having something between two things. Okay. Um, in the sense, I would say that a hot dog could be considered a sandwich. Um, but it's like only a, if the bun is broken. It has to be two separate cream. pieces. Is that it has what you're to be saying? Pieces. Because no, because a hero, a hero is considered a, a sandwich. Son of a bitch. Yeah. And and also subway sandwich <laughs> su- subway sandwich subway sandwiches aren't always disconnected. Yeah, they're usually not. Air. Yeah, it's not even like it's like eating a dream when you eat a subway sandwich. Just an a empty promise. I, I don't mean like necessarily <laughs> the brand, like the like the place subway, but just like a subway sandwich in general, right? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just standing hard and firm. It's just. <laughs> It's just, it's it's like that Disney cartoon, uh, Jack and the Beanstalk with Mickey Mouse, where he cuts the lima bean, and it's like this very thin yeah. cell of a bean. Yeah. That's what it's like to eat any topping from Subway. Okay. But what, I'm, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, those aren't disconnected, but those are sandwiches. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so the reason why this has to do with Hunger Games is yeah. that we are hungry now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, essentially. Uh, he used his cake decorating skills for camouflage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, question then for you guys who move uh, moving on. Uh, what are your favorite sci-fi movies? Like the best or favorite, you know, of all time? I, like I say Jurassic Park for me is like, Oh man, yeah. Jurassic Park is is Jurassic Park may be my number one movie of all time, but I'm not quite sure yet. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what do you, Paul. Uh, Paul? Wow, this is tough. Hard. It's really hard because like every movie feels. I don't know. It it's kind of like a milestone in your life if it causes you like some sort of ambition or awakening. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, oh shit, what's that movie called? The one where they curve the bullet. Wanted? Oh, um, Wanted, Wanted. yeah. So I know a lot of people think that's like a kind of trashy, dumb movie. It is. That's the movie that caused me to move out from uh, Indiana to here because it made me have like a existential, like. Oh, because of his job. It's because it's dumb? No, because of his job, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and just like I don't know, that inspired me. Okay. So, uh, I mean, Children of Men's really good. Moon's really good. You don't have to only choose good science fiction stuff, but like you could say your favorite is some shithole movie. Like it's fine. It's your favorite. Like, you know what I mean? Mac and Me with Paul Rudd. Yeah, <laughs> down. Done. Um, <laughs> but uh. I, I agree. Like, it's hard to pick favorites. For, it's always hard for me to pick favorites when it comes to stuff that I really care about. Right. Um, like food and, and stuff like that. Um, but 
for I guess for science fiction, uh, like if you go that way, like the ones that have had the most impact on me, I think, are stuff like um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was one that it's it's always stuck with me. Okay. Uh, I love the book and the movie was so well done in my opinion. Um, uh, Empire Strikes Back is just it's it's always been one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, E.T. Yeah. is another one. E.T. gets me every time. Really? I was I yeah. I love E.T. so much. I cry every time I watch it. Hands mm-hmm. down. Just like Homeward Bound, I cry every time I watch it. Um. <laughs> Uh, fucking shadow at the end, man. Uh, but uh, oh yeah, I, Homer Bound. Yeah, oh yeah. E.T. for me, um, was one of those movies that like kind of where you watch kids not being adults. They're still kids. Like they're not doing adult things, but they're taking charge of their lives. They're like show. It's like one of those movies that shows like I can make my own decisions as a kid and still. You know, I'm still a kid, but I can, I can like help the world. I can save this like alien. So it gave me that idea, like, yeah, I, like I may be a kid. I, I, I had, I went through like a time in my life where when I was younger that I, I felt really insignificant. It was when I was like, I was, cause I'm, I'm a short man. I'm gonna, hey, those of you that haven't met me, I'm a short man. Um, and uh, when I was growing up, I was still short. People were, were, grow, were getting their growth spurts, and I wasn't. Mm. So I started to feel like very insignificant, like it, like the, if if I'm so small compared to the other people who are also small in the world because they're kids, what am I going to do in my life kind of thing? And so seeing these movies was like a reminder, like, like, it's OK, like, even though I'm a kid, I could still do good things. I could still be strong. I could still be brave. Um, and that kind of drove me into the future of my life. So E.T. was one of those films that really pushed that uh, movies like the Goonies or like anything that had like kids doing some epic thing and being still being kids and being silly and making jokes like those are the movies that I loved growing up. Um, so E.T. was huge for me. Huh. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's hard to pick favorites. I, I like the idea that like you I didn't know you were short. Uh, yeah. You know, um, because like me growing up in Indiana, there's not a lot of diversity. So yeah. I felt like an alien and normalizing outcast was kind of like something I kind of leaned into, um, which was okay. really appropriate for the time because Robin Williams and a lot of shows were just like, oh, if you're a nerd, lean into it. That weird yeah. thing, you could just lean into it. And, um, you know, even though I sometimes uh, people read me as normal, not you people, you know me. I, I'm the buddy. but <laughs> normally once people get to know me, like I've gone on dates where I go, yeah, I'm into comic books and science fiction. And then the girl will be like, what? <laughs> you know? And then I'm just yeah. like, okay, that's fine. I'm glad we did this now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Some, sometimes you can trick them into liking you first and then telling them what no, you like. That's the worst. I know. That's I know. The worst. I'm not, I'm not Sorry. saying that's foolproof. I'm just saying. It's not a good time because you're always like stepping on eggshells. It's like you're trying to fake their culture. Right. By well, your own. that's Very interesting. Cool. You say that like when it comes to dating or whatever, it's like, uh, well, I mean, there's a difference though, between like you coming right out of the gate and being like, Hey, let's talk Star Wars, you know? And it's like, uh, versus like you acting normal and be like, I like Star Wars and I love Star Wars or whatever. Or, but I think the basic thing is if they if they think they're too cool for school and like 
so your interests are lower and not cool or whatever, then I think there's going to be a problem regardless, you know? But you don't have to come out of the gate full blast, you know? <laughs> 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 Show up in in a Batman cape and <laughs> yeah, it's like accept me for who I am, okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, the nerd pride parade. Like, I mean, I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm sure. Like, again, we're all on this show because we we were enthusiasts about all this stuff. We're all geeks, so it's like, you know, it, it's interesting to bring that up. Dino is because like we all have. Okay, I don't want to say we all have something. There's certain people that don't have something that then have to find something to then, like, make themselves seem like they have, like, problems. But I think that there's a lot, like... Oh, like, Karen? Yeah, I know what? her. Well, I mean, yeah, Karen? people who, people who fake... Yeah, people who fake oppressed, right? Like, is different than, like, actually, like, actual, you know, problems or oppression. I think it's law of relativity. Yes. I don't think it's... Fake. It's just it's new to them. It's like the NBC Thursday lineup. You know? <coughs> it's like, oh, this probably is what oppression feels like. I'm guessing because I'm yeah. not invested in real oppression because uh, you know I just I have that may opportunity. Maybe it, it is a relative thing, but like the difference between like a hot girl who is blonde and a hot girl who's a brunette, and the brunette saying like she wishes she was blonde because blondes have it better. Like I don't. Like, I feel like that's not oppression. That's not a... Well, like, obviously not. That's, I didn't know you were saying that. No, you get yeah. what I'm saying? Like, people who make like who make up some sort of, like, conflict because they need, you know... Uh, and, it's not, and it's not just women. I'm not saying that. It's men, too, and whatever. But, like, sometimes, when you know... Uh, but what I'm trying to say is, like, relating to the outcasts is a big thing. It's a big thing. You know, uh, uh, yeah. every, and then like, I'm sure all three of us have our, you know, reasons for liking science fiction and going into that genre to begin with or liking the movies that we like, you know, um, luckily science fiction, there's so many genres, so many subgenres of science fiction and like there's mainstream audience science fiction. Uh, there's uh, more niche science fiction and like, it's cool that we can bond over it regardless. Can I ask you a question? Do you prefer science fiction movies or science fiction shows or science fiction books? Talking to me? Uh, both of you. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, because I, I really like shows. Sorry. I, I got my answer. Uh, when it comes to Westworld, I think that Westworld, is, like season one, is, is, is flawless. And it works as a TV show where you can see growth and change and development and like see that rising action and like cool another idea that i had even though i love jurassic park to death i think instead of making like jurassic world stuff they should have made a jurassic park tv show like an hbo level jurassic park tv show and really hit home shit you know what about the failed nbc uh pilot what? All hot off the heels of avatar what Dino it wasn't Dynatopia. What was that show called? You were talking back in time. You're talking about Terra Nova that I talked yeah, about. Yeah, Terra Nova. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, that was cool, but that was not what I wanted. Dra no, uh, Jurassic I Park TV show would be cool, but like it depends. Star Wars. Growing up, I liked the books better than the movies because I'm a big expanded universe guy, 
And so I like, like the trilogy and the books too. Yeah. So. so it just depends. And the I like the Star Wars books better than the Star Wars comics back then. Now that's different. But like it just depends. Um you know. It's all about execution, I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it it doesn't matter about medium to you to get the you know get that sci-fi. I think, I mean, for me, I'm I'm I again I don't I didn't I haven't read a lot of sci-fi f- literature, whether oh. it's books or comic books. Um, so that's a little different for me. Um, but as far as like movies versus TV shows, I'm a big fan of both. But it, again, it's all if if the if it's done well, I'm I can like a TV show way better than any movie. Like, um. A well-done TV show is so much better than a movie. At the same time, a really well-done movie uh, will easily, like, win my favor over some mediocre versions of TV shows, you know? like Of course. Uh, like, for example, like, Avatar The Last Airbender, which is, like, big now. Everybody's watching it because it's on Netflix. Right. Um, and I'm, re-wa- I'm re-watching it. Um, okay. I already had that had the series, but everybody else is watching it, so I want to like talk about it again. Yeah, um, uh, I, I, so... I started I started it for the first time, uh, so I'm like nine episodes in. Oh, it's so good, yeah. and that's one of the that's one of the shows where like it was crafted so well. Um, it is easily my fa- my favorite animated anything TV show, movie, ev- whatever it is. Uh, okay. It is my favorite um, because of how well done it is. I have favorite animated movies, but because that that show is good, at the same time, I think I might lean towards more towards science fiction movies. Yeah. Uh, but not because I like the jo- the medium better, but because I feel like the sci-fi movies that I've seen are better than the sci-fi shows that I've seen. There's a lot of media out there. I would not expect you to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> get it right. all in. Um, right. Yeah. That's why it was so hard for me to like pinpoint one movie. But as far as like TV shows, absolutely Westworld. I still like Stranger Things. I like you know, Stranger Things. Yeah, uh, I think it represents both the best and the worst of the '80s, which is why people are so polarized by seeing it. Oh, okay. With Hopper in season three, because woof. Yeah. I will yeah. say, I love that because of stuff like Stranger Things, that D and D is huge yeah. right now huge they had i think they put a a graphic i saw where um 2019 was the best year of sales by far ever for dungeons and dragons in general and it's even more so now because everybody's stuck in quarantine and wants to play D &D and shit yeah and we have the technology for social distancing yeah Uh, yeah i super like harman quest which unfortunately streamed on a horrible platform yeah really great to see you know like it's pathfinder but that doesn't yeah. matter because they animate it tabletop yeah, yeah tabletop it's it's super good yeah um yeah and i'm, I'm glad that you know D is doing well yeah i uh, yeah good oh i was just gonna say um there's kind of a cynicism i have where i'm like oh great everybody that wants the snyder cut needs everything you know spoon fed to them <laughs> the is, uh community and coming together at a table and playing any board game, let alone D and D. And D and D is yeah. just imagination, uh, teamwork, and verbalization. So. Yeah, it's it's collaborative storytelling. That's what yep. it is. Yeah. Um, and, we, and as Dimitri knows, because I, I talked about this last time I was on the show, I storytelling is my jam. Anything that has to do with storytelling, I'm, I eat it up. So D and D was an easy fit for me. Um, and I I like 
tabletop games that are science fiction. That's another another medium we, that we I guess we didn't, don't really talk about because we're talking about movies, but yeah, science fiction board games, uh, like that that genre is really um, uh, captivating your imagination. Like this, all the Star Wars like board games are awesome, huh. um, and there's even Star Wars. RPGs too that you could play. Do you do oh, yeah. do you do Star Wars RPGs? I was looking into those. I haven't played it. Uh, I know the the studio that I work with, uh, Perception Studio. They have streamed um, them playing the Star Wars RPG, uh, a Star Wars RPG. Uh-huh. Uh, but I haven't played it myself. Oh, I used to play the minis. So. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Star Wars. I played Min- Star Wars Rebellion recently. Um, the uh, the board game where it's like the you, you play on two sides kind of thing. It's it's a lot of fun. I played the X Wing uh, game too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I haven't done that one. Yeah. Um, I I don't know that I mentioned it. Sorry. Uh, I was looking through a list of like science fiction movies. Men in Black is also one of my favorites. Just thought. I oh yeah. Put that out there. You know. Yeah. That's it's <laughs> well, one of those one of those movies that like it's a classic if it's a feel-good movie it's things we you know everybody always wonders like what if what if aliens were around and we didn't even know it yeah kind of thing um and it also it it does it it in such a way that's so right yeah 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 it's so endearing will smith Smith is great because they go to the shooting range with all the scary aliens and he uses his detective skills to be like oh that guy just has a runny nose and he's working out yeah, I mean that, that girl though. <laughs> it's not. It's not the detective yeah. skills. It's that he necessarily. It's that he. Once he went into the shooting range, his perception of reality was: if aliens were real, this what's going on, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like that because I at first I took it as a joke, right? In, in Men in Black, when he when he says those things, I was like, he did the wrong thing, and now he's trying to improvise a way to cover it up. But part of me is, uh, the part I'm going with now, is that, like, once he entered that shooting range and saw that reality, he uh, became accustomed to it, you know? Which you makes know the, him the best agent. Yeah, the, uh, the exercise before that, there were two other candidates, and they were both military. And uh, three other, men? I think. There or was three other. Yeah. Yeah, but he is sitting in that stupid egg chair. Yeah. And that was like the real test. Yeah. It's like, how does he adapt? And he pulls that dumb table, breaking yeah. a societal like taboo. Right. Of disruption. And right. And that's like what I super love is embracing something weird or who cares? I need to just get this done. Right. Um, and that's why I think one and three are excellent. Oh, yeah. Two is trying. Yeah. yeah. But, you know. Yeah, I, I really love the that entire series, even the cartoon. Not oh, even, the cartoon, cartoon was so good. The cartoon yeah. was super good, and the worms. So, like, that's what <laughs> I mean. Like, <laughs> oh, they're smoking and drinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think that's what that's what. It, well, yeah, it wasn't necessarily his detective skills. It was his de- detective background. Like, just because he sees a thug on the street doesn't mean that the thug is going to be doing something illegal. So, right. like, in his mind, okay, if aliens are in our world, yeah, he's he's doing something bad. He's climbing on a pole, but that doesn't mean he's going to kill somebody. You know, yeah. he's the ideal police officer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he, Will Smith is so good in that man. Like, he's like. What? Oh, yeah. How would I like it if I was at the gym working out and some guy came yeah. in? <laughs> it's, it's weird. That's such a timeless sentiment that we need like today. 
And I always get bummed out when we have like just a violent nightmare fueled superhero movie as opposed to just like, you know, a cooler head kind of, I don't know, peace or. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. yeah, the themes in Men in Black are like, you know, man is intelligent or like that a person is intelligent, but mankind uh, is flight flighty and paranoid and whatever, whatever Tommy Lee Jones says. You know, it's that idea like... that. Oh, sorry, Paul. Oh, no, go finish your thought. Sorry. Oh, no, it's just that idea that, like, I, I just think that Men in Black as a movie is hitting home more than just let's shoot aliens. It's not, it, 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 it's a stronger movie than that. Well, it opens up yeah. with the um, illegal immigrants crossing the border. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, a topic that apparently we can't get past because we're horrible. Um, yeah. I also like the idea that Earth, even though we're not tech- as technologically advanced, aliens just love coming here. Right. To hang yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's because you, uh, we're a melting pot, you know? Yeah. On paper. On paper, yeah. 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 I'm sure there's gerrymandering in <laughs> somewhere. Where in the living. alien community? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have no idea how that works, but at the same time, we don't need to. Like with Men in Black. Like with Men in Black, we don't need to know how the universe works. We just need to know how Earth yeah. works, you know? Well, the simple thing is the MacGuffin, chase the MacGuffin. But, you know, you, I liked that I actually felt surprised when you find out that that girl... Was that the second one, or is that yeah. the first one? The girl is the the uh, jewel. Uh, uh, what's it? Second the gem. one. Second one. Yeah. Yeah. What's I, it? What's like it called? That. The gem, the jewel of Zarthon, something like that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we covered a lot today. Um, before we yeah. get going, is there any closing thoughts that you guys had about science fiction or the impact that it had on you, or uh, any final words? Um, I guess, uh, I mean, science fiction has a way of, of embracing our imagination, um, towards, uh, like what we could do in the future kind of thing. Like, like it, 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 it makes us hopeful what, what could be. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it could also uh, show us what could come if we don't wise up and if we don't think smart. Right. And I think that's one of my favorite things about science fiction is that it, it, it has that glimpse into our future, that social commentary um, that if mankind continues this path, this is what will happen. If mankind takes notice of our flaws and changes it, we could also get to here kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it can... Yeah. Uh, Star Trek uh, is 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 a mm-hmm. utopian future that comes out after the dystopian future in Star Trek. Like, first we have to go through exactly. the dystopian future to get to this utopia. Um, and that's, like, the closest, like, to a utopian future, uh, like, uh, science fiction has. Is like, Star Trek is pretty utopian. Uh, they have, there's yeah. conflicts, but, you know. What can we do if we all get together and work towards a common goal? What if we finally learn our right. lesson, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's impactful. It, it, you know, and hopefully we learn our lessons now instead, you know, instead of waiting and having to uh, yeah, deal with hopefully. that shit later, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, good points. Uh, Paul? 
Yeah, uh, everything Dino said, and then, um, <laughs> uh, ditto, uh, Tom Steyer much? I think, I really hope that studios will stop trying to make money, because, um, a lot of the times in the 80s and 70s, the sci-fi just didn't have the budget, so they would just do, like, oh, like in Star Trek, they'd be like, oh, this, these people have no gender until they choose, and that was very forward-thinking in the 90s. Yeah. And then in the communities that, you know, the fandoms, they would have people that were trans and they were accepted in their own groups. And, like, I see that um, diversity in D&D, like mm-hmm. a lot of the prominent people uh, and, a, like, a lot of those. And that is the safe place because people with big imaginations, well, I mean, there are going to be uh, neckbeard in, <laughs> incel stuff. But, yeah. you know, for the most part, even they get like a uh, a platform position as an undesirable uh, alien representation in a lot of movies. Like like Klingons are loud and annoying, and we all have that type of uncle from the old country that just <laughs> let him just say his thing, and then we can eat. You know, we can yeah. take claw, we can eat our turkey, <laughs> and maybe be a family again. So I mean, that's that's truly like the great thing about sci-fi. Uh, versus fantasy because fantasy is like kind of already written and it's very set um Mm -hmm. and sci-fi kind of like is innovative and pushes you know yeah Yeah. it's a great vehicle for evolving yeah i like that i I like that summation yeah the innovation definitely like uh is very specific to the genre you know um Thank you guys so much for coming on the show, talking uh, about a very broad topic, which is sci-fi movies. Like when I when I had figured out this topic, I was like, I was like, is it too broad? Is it too specific? But I mean, we can mine this for all it's worth. And like, uh, we ha- we didn't even like rip apart really horrible science fiction movies as much as I thought we would do. Uh, you we know, we haven't done that. Yeah, and so That's it's hard. like, yeah, <laughs> well, you know, we do our best. Um, but, uh, uh, it it was nice being able to talk about this and having the key live and being able to do this has been wonderful talking to like-minded people or even not like-minded people, but like enthusiasts in general that we could all differ and like talk about this stuff. So in a way, the key live is the best science fiction property out there because we're trying to work towards a utopian future here, uh, and uh, steer away from that dystopian future. So, um, again, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Dino, uh, I know it's lockdown and quarantine and stuff, but you're a busy man. What, uh, uh, if you got any plugs or anything, uh, if you want to shout them out and tell us what you, uh, where we could find you. Yeah, I work with a Twitch studio um, named uh, Perception Studio. It's my friends uh, run the thing. Um, They play D&D live with uh, Felted Friends. Uh, I will not say the P word because it will it will offend them. Um, <laughs> felt it, friends. Um, yeah. But uh, I also on that channel I host a talk show with Thursday afternoons at 1 p.m. called Chat Time with Chunk and Cucumber, where uh, I get to talk to some of my felted friends, and uh, you can ask questions, and I make them do silly stuff for your entertainment. And then um, on Friday nights uh, at 7:30 p.m. we have a show called Trashter Peace Theater. Uh, where we do a yeah instead of masterpiece theater, yeah where we it. do we do a cold read 
of a play, a radio play or a script. Uh, we've changed it every week. We've done Shakespeare. This last yesterday, we did uh, three short radio plays. Mm. Um, but the audience can donate money uh, to the studio to make us do accents, impressions, make us sing throughout oh. the things. And again, it's a cold read. We don't have rehearsals. A lot of us have never even read the script until we got it. Um, and even then, we don't read it ahead of time. So <laughs> it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, they have a lot of other shows. Perception Studio here on Twitch. Um, and uh, they can, they also have YouTube if you want to watch old stuff, too. It's great. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I really want to check out your shows. Uh, the Trasher, Trasher the Peace Theater uh, sounds really fun. Uh, it's a lot of fun. If you guys want a night at the theater on Friday nights, it's yeah. it's it's a blast. All right. What what platform is that on? You say that's on Twitch or? It's on Twitch. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. cool. Twitch.tv slash Perception Studio. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and uh, real quick, just in case. Our viewers uh, find this Twitch. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Dino, could you? Uh, uh, your your Instagram is Skipper Dino eighteen ninety right? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Uh, that's just for the podcast because we've turned this to audio. Uh, oh yeah. People know where to find you. Uh, Paul. Yes. Where can we uh, Where can we find you next? You got anything? Uh, no. Uh, at Paul Lau Jokes and uh, at Mister Plow on Instagram. Um, and I'm just working with you, man. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. You know. Uh, Maybe I'll start drawing again. I don't know. I'd love to do maybe other geek stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because people need to see this. This is the most important conversation. <laughs> this is the conversation that society Clearly. needs to be having at this moment in time. <laughs> On whether or not a hero is a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, a hero is a sub sandwich. Yeah. Darth, Darth, Drader, Darth Drader in the comments said, how about a sushi roll? And I don't know. Oh, yeah. Us, uh, is a sushi roll a sandwich? Uh, it's a roll. It's a roll. And it's a roll. But can you it's be a, a sandwich and, and a roll? Well, okay. only because it's two layers. It has the seaweed, and then it has the rice. And, and then it has the other things in it. And then, yeah. Well, but sometimes it's on the top. Look, man. Okay. It's in, yeah. It's it's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Episode. We'll have one strictly on sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just... Yeah. Oh man, we could go for hours. Uh, thank you guys. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much out there for for watching us. Whether you're watching us live or you're listening to the podcast uh, that you can find on Apple Music or SoundCloud or Spotify. Um, uh, thank you for watching us on Twitch. If you're watching us on Twitch, feel uh, free to uh, uh, follow us because we need those follows. Uh, if, you know, if you're on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, all that jazz. We're on Instagram uh, at the Keeg Show where we share memes. Keeg is all over the place. Uh, we do two Twitch shows a week. Uh, we got the Keeg back, where we play games and have fun and whatnot. That's on Friday nights at 9 p.m. And uh, we have the Keeg Live, where we talk about Keeg topics on Saturdays at 3 p.m. So we're still active. Even though it's quarantine, it's locked down, uh, we're doing the best we can to get content out to you guys. Uh, one day I'll get my Instagram Live figured out again, because... Uh, I've been having some technical difficulties, and it's been pretty bad. Uh, so kind of put a hiatus on that one. But uh, we're all over the place, so stay tuned. Stay updated. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching us. We uh, really appreciate um, uh, uh, the viewers out there that comment and uh, give us uh, uh, suggestions and inspirations. So uh, thank you again. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been... 
the key glide.